1: Celebrate. Curry steps back. back. I'm back, he's back, I'm uh, Andy Liu, uh, Sam Fendiari. we are episode now
2: 49, we're almost at a full year now, getting ready are, we, for a... are we
1: almost at a full year? Well
2: we've been recording for a full year but we weren't putting out episodes in the summer, uh, I didn't think anyone wanted to hear our, um, our, our <laughs> thoughts on like the week they signed Omri Caspi and how much that's gonna help, you know,
1: it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, a nine month, it's
2: a nine month podcast. <laughs>
1: he went over he went over downloads and streams and whatnot i don't know how that stuff works the only thing i need from you guys though is to head over to anywhere your friends whatever it is and just download subscribe do all that fun stuff so to make sure that we can stay on air, actually we stay on here regardless right sam so it doesn't matter what they do we'll be here regardless (laughs) um (laughs) this week we've got we've got radio voice so uh, he's gonna make us sound bad but (laughs) Uh, where are you on, Bunch? I don't even know what radio, where you at? Yeah, where,
3: where am I at? I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm going to have a job after coming on this podcast, man. First of all, I have to be on this podcast. It's probably going to be your loader, lowest rated podcast out of the 49 episodes. Thank God you got number 50 after this. Um, and then I work at 95, a game, which, uh, I'm probably sure they're not proud of me working at 95, 70 game. So, uh, that's where I'm at. 12 to three, working with some dude named Greg Papa. My life sucks guys. My life sucks. <laughs> Bonte,
1: Hill. Uh, That's Bonte Hill,
3: nah, I
2: don't want to I don't want to trash on uh, Papa because you won't go there but does he what? really think does he really think Utah is the scariest opponent for the Warriors no, every, t- every no. time well, I, every today, time I hear that I'm like he, he Papa, loves, you're, too, you're too smart to to fall for that
3: yeah, you know what I think it is whenever he talks about the Utah Jazz he likes to bring up the Wasatch Mountains I've heard the Wasatch Mountains <laughs> I don't even know what they are oh you know you don't want to go to the Wasatch Mountains and you know, Salt Lake City in that elevation. Uh, I don't, I don't want to do that. Uh, he loves Joe Ingles. I mean, you know, it's one week. It's Oklahoma City. Like today, I was pumping up like, hey, lawyers should wave a white flag tonight. Just, hey, you know what? Go out there. Oklahoma City goes up 15. Hey, it's all good. We got the two seed. But Papa wasn't with it. Now Papa's starting to get back to the point where he's like, I don't care who we play. It doesn't matter. So <laughs> as long as we got arrogant Papa, I think the world is okay. <laughs>
2: Well, the Warriors beat OKC, so you know there'll be at least two people on this podcast who are pretty arrogant tonight.
3: So. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I wake up in the morning, 6.30 in the morning, and there's like five tweets from Sam, and then Andy gets up at about, what, Andy, when do you start tweeting about 1 o'clock? Because I know you, you go out, you go hard, you go out at night, and then, you know, ain't nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with that, nothing wrong with that at all, but uh, I know you don't start tweeting until noon, right when my show starts, so it's a bunch of Sam tweets in the morning, then I got Andy in the afternoon, so... Yeah, you guys are uh, – you guys got – Andy,
2: to Andy waits on. for the first Woj Bomb to start trolling everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: got, I, got a, I got to get the view show.
1: So like Sam does a thing where he'll tweet a bunch of stuff that may or may not be basketball. But people aren't awake. So like he'll still get his follower base, right? And the yeah. follower base, his people that are awake at 7 a.m., they like the tweets that are basketball. They do. So then he, he blends into the 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock and he starts tweeting hoops and people are like, oh – Oh, Sam's ready to talk analytics all day long, and now (laughs) Sam's got both. Like he's got both fan bases, like both of his little, you know, SF housing market fan base and his Warriors fan base. They love him throughout
3: all the times of the day. You gotta be diverse out there. You gotta, you gotta gotta be multifaceted. I I do, and I'm not multifaceted. I, I suck at Twitter. I'm not afraid to admit that, man. I'm like, man, if I didn't have to tweet. I would not tweet. I would just read everybody's tweets. But I am so impressed, Sam, with your <laughs> tweets in the morning. I'm like, how does this guy you use every single character? You make every single <laughs> character count. Like so out. So you know you know it is like
2: I wake up at six a.m. and like or I wake up before six, but like six is when I'm having my coffee, getting ready to start the day. And I'm usually reading the news and, and then I get too incensed. And Who i Who is this start guy, Andy? He read this. the
3: news? <laughs> Who reads the
2: news? And then I'm just uh, that's when I'm kind of like <laughs> I, I should just not send it. These should just be internal thoughts, but I have to let everyone know how much I'm annoyed by whatever ex San Francisco supervisor said. It's, it's just a terrible idea because at some point it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite me and it's not going to be yeah, a good thing.
3: No, real talk. I get jealous of you guys and, you know, Beck as well. He's another guy. When I look at the tweets, I said, man, I wish I could tweet that right now. I wish – okay, why did I have to go the professional route and try to be all this straight edge and not talk any trash, not use any swear words or whatnot? I am so jealous of you guys and the way you guys use Twitter. I got to admit it. It, it, it. it pains me. Every time I wake up, I'm like, damn, Sam so not get to get away with that. He has no boss watching him. I got bosses lurking. Hey, you know You should have tweeted here. Or there. You probably should have it. Yeah, I know. I should have deleted it. But So, uh, yeah. Your <laughs> Twitter games are on point, both of you guys.
1: You ever seen people get in trouble? You ever seen
3: people oh. get in trouble for tweeting, like people that you work with? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it, it probably happens every week. I remember <laughs> when I was at the other radio station. I'm not going to name them. Uh, but I was tweeting about Jim Harbaugh's one night. It was with my ex-girl, and I had the Hennessy bottle. Everybody's going out. <laughs> and then the, the, the news came out on that Saturday night that Jim Harbaugh would not be retained as the 49ers head coach. And I told everybody, you know what? Just go ahead and without me. I'm going to just chill. And I just started off firing off tweets. This is where I was like. <laughs> I had about 600 followers at the time. And I'm tweeting away on a late Saturday night off the Hennessy. And it was getting it was popping, man. I'm getting retweets. I'm like, man, I'm made it. I got about 30 retweets, right? And I wake up in the morning from the email from the boss with three other people CC'd on it was like, uh, if we are gonna be on air, you're gonna need to delete this. Uh this is not Jeez. cool with our partners. And I'm like, I was more, I wasn't tripping, I actually kept the email because I was sending people's like, Look, my boss has made me delete tweets. Ooh, look how cool I am. But but but, but it it sucked because I was like, damn, like, that's the most action I've gotten on Twitter in my life. Like, what's going <laughs> on here? So, uh, yeah, I've gotten I've gotten talked to, you know, there's other people that try to date you all the time, man. You guys know about the Twitter trolls. Yeah. I really have to stay away from that, man. Like, it, you know, I got into it with A's fans on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and I still feel the wrath oh. from that. Like, I mean, they, they go on. We have a text line at work. And sometimes I just log out of the text line, man, because there, there's some. There's some Twitter gangsters out there that are just ruthless. I mean, I feel they, like
2: I feel like the radio thing. text line or the or the letter to the editor, like way back old school, is like the original Twitter, where people yes. would just anonymously <laughs> send stuff that they would right. never say in person.
3: Oh no, they wouldn't. I, I mean, you know, and there's a way to find out who these people are. I'm not going to leak that. Uh, but sometimes <laughs> I, I ran into a troll. Actually, ran into a troll. Uh, it's a true story at a Raiders game this past season, and a guy was like. Oh, Bonte, man! Oh, man! Nice to meet you, bro. I didn't realize you were that big. I thought you were some short fat kid. I was like, yeah, I, I, that's what—that's what I sound like. I sound like a short fat kid on the air. Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, he was all good, and I remember the kid because I was like, "Oh yeah, you were saying." In my head, I was like, "Oh, this kid was saying so and so," but you can't really let him know that you know that you remember this stuff or whatnot. But I—I I see all the trolls, man, and yeah, you're right, Sam. Like, the radio text line is ruthless, man. If you don't talk. You know, if you deviate from talking about one team to the other, because I never knew how much East Bay fans hated the West Bay, like hated the 49ers, hated the Giants. And whenever we talk about that stuff, it's oh, Bonte. It's Homer. He's talking about the Giants again. Oh, here we go. OK, so <laughs> I grew up. I
2: grew up in the East Bay and obviously I live in the city now, but I still uh, push comes up. I'm, I'm an A's and Raiders fan and it, right. it drives me insane. Unfortunately. Like, the insecurity about it. Like, I I just don't get why A's fans, man, my whole life, at least through high school, A's drew better than the Giants. Like, the only reason the Giants are better than them now is because, well, they spend money and the A's have been in the toilet for, what, 20 years in terms of spending money? It's like, I have no one to be mad at other than the A's. It's how I felt about the Warriors, you know, 15 years ago. Like, uh, why would I be mad at, like at someone in the media saying the Warriors suck when I know they suck and I know everything (laughs) about them sucks. Like, I want the people in charge to change. I don't – like, it's not some vast, like, you know, fake news conspiracy behind it. Right.
3: No, I'm with you, man. And once management changed for the Warriors, we've seen what happened. I mean, Joe Lacob has done a great job of pumping money into this franchise and, I mean, saying doing whatever it takes, it wins. I have no problem having an arrogant owner. Obviously, growing up as a Niner fan, you grew up with Eddie DeBartolo where he come out and say – You know, it's Super Bowl or bust. And it's like, what? You know how hard it is to win Super Bowls? But that was Eddie D. And, you know, I feel bad for A's fans. You know, the other night, what they had, 7,000 at the stadium? And if that. And it's just sad because the A's have so much tradition in the Bay Area. I'd hate to see them leave Oakland. I mean, you talk about all the players that they have, the rich tradition. And and it's on management. Until management really goes out there and spends some money and build a stadium or whatnot to keep some players around here. Is going to be more of the same. And the Giants is like that. Hell, people forget the Giants almost moved to St. Petersburg, Florida in 92. And Peter McGowan and the Safeway Company and a bunch of other people bought the Giants. And then they stayed at Candlestick. But still, they're only getting like 15,000. They were running the NLS in 97. And in September, they were getting like 15,000, 20,000 in the sand. So it really is a stadium, man. It, it, the stadium's one thing. But you're right, Sam. And uh, uh, it's really front office, It's, it's too. just not fun, to,
2: it's not fun to root for a team when you know they're going to st- – trade off the best player within two years like that's how i yeah. felt about the warriors in the 90s it's like didn't matter you know oh gilbert arenas is nice he's gone you know right. jay rich is good oh wow he costs too much money now like baron right. davis let's go and... trade
3: for brandon Wright. exactly yeah, let's, let's do over that over and over it's just a... get that day uh yeah the warriors i mean heck, they they traded Chris weber after the rookie year i mean coming out i I will never forget guys uh when the warriors lost to the Suns in the first round they were six seed the Suns were a three seed of course, Barkley hit 56 uh, in game three. To sweep but all the Warriors, the, all the Warriors the were year, young then. So you're like, they were going to be like the upcoming team. Right. They were, And Tim Hardaway uh, didn't even play that season. He was out with a knee injury. He missed that whole season. Avery, ja- Avery uh, Johnson was a starting point guard. Keith Jennings was the backup. Uh, they, had Mullen, they had all these guys. And then I remember Sporting News in the preseason and their uh, NBA preview. I'll never forget. They had the Warriors winning the NBA Finals. If I'm not mistaken, it was over the New York Knicks, and they start seven and one. And of course, Weber's gone. Then I mean, they trade him for Gugliata, and the rest is history. <laughs> and then on goes here. Here's the start of this once proud franchise that all of a sudden turns into this decrepit franchise where it's just like nobody will go there. Uh, <laughs> nobody. The Cohan, the Cohan the the era
2: money. can be defined by trading super talented players for. High high culture white guys. That's pretty much all they did. <laughs> <laughs> There's like so much. I remember
3: they gave. I remember this franchise game. Jason Cassie, uh, Caffey from the Bull. Remember Jason Caffey? Yeah. Uh, I remember they gave him like a five-year, thirty-five million dollar deal, which at the time in the early two thousands, I was like, wow, thirty-five million. I mean, they were out there. People were stealing checks from the Go to State lawyers That's all it was. <laughs> let me steal a check for a year. Let me get. Let me. Let me play. We play all right, and then by years so they threw they threw Derek
2: Fisher a ton of money in the OOS for oh, the same thing. It was like it's clear he's not he's not like some hidden gem. He was like a nice role player, and it just it just now we're seeing the Sacramento Kings do that these days. But <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's
1: true. Well, now we're seeing guys on the team that take pay cuts to to play. We see KD take nine mil less, which which uh, or whatever, however much money he took less, just to play for the Warriors, who are the best team. So at a certain point. Uh, we got to talk about the OKC game today. Uh, I, I know that Bonte covers the games, and he always, always comes up to me. I think the last game uh, that I saw him was the, the OKC game at home. And he comes up to me and he's like, Yo, like, uh, I'm, you know, the Warriors got a problem on their hands, man. The Thunder, o- <laughs> for real. And, and I'm like, Bruh, like, come on. So so tonight was another one of those times where I'm sure Bonte was on the radio, was on radio saying, like, Yo, oh, they thanked, blah, blah, blah. And then this is what happens. Quinn Cook, Nick Young, Kevin Durant goes 9 for 38, and they still win.
3: Man, I'm going to get clowned so hard tomorrow, whether it's the text line, whether it's pop. I'm going (laughs) to get – I'm bracing myself for it now. Like I'm probably not going to get any sleep thinking about it because I thought they had no chance to win tonight, nor did I think they would go so hard because of the hatred that OKC has. For Golden State, and I'm like, man, for Klay Thompson just got back with the fractured thumb. What if they swipe at that thumb? You know, what if the big <laughs> king size Kiwi Stephen Adams just gives him an elbow to uh, Kevin Durant's ribs? Like, what if Russell Westbrook really gets Zaza back? What if he really gets his ass back for quote unquote intentionally falling on him uh, on that Saturday night game? No, I, I, I did worry about OKC because. It, I mean, look, they're, they're a roller coaster of a team. In the best of seven series, if Steph was there, I would not be worried at all. I think the Warriors win in five. Maybe, maybe even sweep them. Uh, because they're, we watched them tonight in the half court. They're a mess. They are an absolute mess. Um, they have no bench. They don't have any discipline. Uh, and look, Westbrook had a great game today. But when he's moving like that, nobody else is involved. And everybody else is cold. Look at Melo's uh, stats tonight, who, by the way, looks washed. Uh, he was 4-16 tonight. Uh, Paul George, 5-19. and 19. I don't think they do a good – they don't even know how to use Paul George. I mean he is out there just – He goes. Sometimes just getting exercise, fellas. He's just running yeah, up and it's, down the court. It's just
2: I, I think that was my main take from it. It's like it's impossible for Russ to go off and anyone else to have any sort of rhythm. Yo. Yeah,
3: it's, no. There, there's no doubt about that. It's either he goes or, or, or less – and I don't get it. I don't get it. He's like reverting back to this rust that used to shoot OKC. Back, remember back in the day like when Durant and Harden was young – He would literally shoot them out of games. Like I would watch Westbrook blow layup after layup. I'm like, dude, you got Kevin Durant on the side of you. One of the best isolation players I've ever seen in the NBA. Give up the rock, but he just can't. We saw the San Antonio game where he's pulling up from 30. You know, he's pulling up from three. It's like, you do you realize that you only shoot 30% there? Like you barely shoot 30% from the three-point line. Like you're not a (laughs) three-point shooter. It's it's (laughs) mind-boggling how bad that team is, but shorthanded. You see Noah Gidala. You see No Livingston. You see No Looney. I mean, they played uh, Draymond at point
1: guard. Like Draymond at
3: point guard. Yeah. Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook is so. I'm so impressed with that kid. Um, I'm not. I'm not really surprised that the lights are not too bright for him, considering he played at Duke for four years. And Duke is on a TV every damn day. You can't miss a Duke game. You uh, played at the Map in <laughs> Oak Hill. It's one of the most powerhouse. We've been. We're in San Francisco. Where Andy, I know you played at Lowell. Even at lower you heard about Oak Hills. Like, yeah, man, we'll get crossed <laughs> by Oak Hill. Like, it, that's like that's like a college, basically. That's how I looked at it in high school. Like, Oak Hills a college. Um, so I'm not I'm not too surprised that Quinn Cook is handling the moment so well. But man, he is it, it, by the game. He's just getting more comfortable. And just to see the Warriors like play with pride, like this might be. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but to me, this is the most satisfying win. This is the most like this is my most enjoyable win of the season. It, and what's been a roller coaster of the season for the Warriors?
2: Yeah, this this one was um, the first game that they they locked in and kind of did that like, oh, you guys are worried about us. You you didn't think we <laughs> yeah. could lock in like this. You yeah. didn't think we're, yeah, right, it reminded yeah. me of that Spurs yep. game last year without KD, where they went down mm-hmm. like twenty points. Yeah, and they just came back and won on them, and it it was just a reminder that like I think it does annoy them that uh, people. People constantly like question how good they are when they have bad spells. I think it was just kind of a reminder game for them. Oh,
1: it 100% annoys them, dude. Like, is there's no, there's no, there's no way that someone in that that roster or on the staff shows them the fact that the Warriors are now on this in terms of odds are the same to win the title as the Houston Rockets. There is no way that they don't know that like Steph yeah. reads everything Draymond. we know kd read everything so there's no <laughs> way that, that these guys they know exactly what everybody's saying and now you're right though sam like this is the game uh that they came on and said yo like y- y'all think we really can't win like we're 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 someone that might not win a first You right think of we're teams. soft like, that yeah. think, right like they think that steph is out like kd might not be able to put them out at- like even i think that's bs like there's no way that KD is not going to get these guys through a first round series. Come on, I think yes. KD can get them through a second round series too. If it's Portland, if it's San Antonio right. without Kawhi, no matter. Like I think he get them through. Maybe not Houston. Probably not Houston. But like, it's one of those things where it, it, it's it's fun because the Warriors have stopped trying. Sam has said this repeatedly every hour, every day at seven a.m. The Warriors <laughs> have stopped trying, and somehow that's been that's been like something that's being pushed against
3: them. Like LeBron was the last couple of years.
1: Oh, so the Warriors have hit that hit that stake.
3: And you know what? And I argue with Papa about this all the time. I was like, you know what? It's fine if the Warriors get the two seed. I was telling them this a month ago because sometimes you need a new challenge. His team has been, what, three straight NBA finals, all these games that they played. Who the hell is going to get up for a random February game against the Sacramento Kings? Like, he got four Hall of Famers on his team, possibly five with Andre Iguodala. That's debatable, but it's not going to be six with Quinn Cook. We quick, <laughs> quick Hall call of fame. We said it, and he said it, not me. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it is tough for them to get through it, but I think about some of the old teams. You guys are historians of the game. You guys are students of the game. You've been watching the NBA just like me. Uh, I remember when Michael Jordan his first three-peat. They were a two-seed. They went to Madison Square Garden for the Eastern Conference Finals, got smoked in the first two games. What did they do? They won four straight. Then They had to play <laughs> the finals against the Phoenix Suns. Guess what? Phoenix had home court advantage. The Bulls go in there and win all three games in Phoenix. I mean, and they won the series in six. Uh Lakers, we've seen them win a the championship as a four seed. So the whole seeding thing, I think everybody was freaking out about it. And the Toyota sit there in Houston. How sweet would it be if the Lakers <laughs> went down there for game one and stole it? Stole not even steal it. Just went out there and just handled business. Handle their business. What I'm saying. And they go up one and then watch James Harden and Chris Paul press in game That's two. That's over. They would it would be over. They would it's probably sweep over. Houston. They need a new challenge. Um, And I hear a lot of people saying, like, you know, the Warriors really haven't been playing playing well all season. Like, they're not playing well. They got 57 wins. (laughs) Like, people forget. They got 57 wins. They may get 60 again. You know what
2: I mean? (laughs) They're literally going to sleepwalk into 60,
3: by the way. Sleepwalk into 60. Sleepwalk into 60. When you think about the core four, we play 41 games together. That blew me away. That's a crazy number. It's crazy. It's just, it's mind-boggling. So, the one thing I do worry about is them gelling. But I think tonight... Against OKC, I mean, they're, they're going to be fine, dude. They're, they're, I think the league is on notice. Like, oh man, they're coming to Warriors again. They're they're back, in the defensive intensity tonight against OKC. I mean, they're going to be fine. So, I originally, I will say, I will say, I, I've been saying it all all week on air. Uh, I do fear the OKC Thunder as a seventeen, but that's dissipated tonight with with the performance I saw tonight from the Warriors. They'll be fine. They just had that laser focus. They had the better coaching staff. They had the better discipline. I think it doesn't matter who they play in the first round. Would I like to see Minnesota or New Orleans? Yes, because I think it'd be less gruesome. (laughs) It'd be less dangerous. But OKC, you got that emotional state, and you know it's the Westbrook dynamic and Melo and Paul George. But again, fellas, like I I think after tonight, it doesn't even matter who they play in the first round. That's true. I mean, that was a must-win
1: game for OKC at home. They had everything going their way, and and they kind (laughs) of. Uh, they went ahead and just blew that. Now, for the rest of the league, we've talked about this the last month because there's really nothing else to talk about. But is there any team that interests you? And let's, let's, let's say second-round matchup-wise. Is there
3: anything here, or are we just, just kind of waiting for Houston? I think I'm waiting. I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm kind of waiting for Houston because we've All seen right. Portland the last two years, right? We saw them last year in the first round as an 18. Then we saw them the year before uh, in the second round. And that was a tough five-game series. It only went five, but Portland made it work. But then again, Steph Curry missed, What the first three games? He missed yeah. the first three games, and really the Warriors could have won Game Three that year. They, Draymond, I think, had a crazy game. Clay was hitting, but then the curse, of course, Steph Curry with the I'm back game. I mean, we've seen Portland before. What I mean, Ed Davis is nice off the bench; he'll rebound. But I think <laughs> Dollar, you went Ed Davis first. Right, He's yeah, of dope. course I do. Yeah, Dave Dolly, you want me to mention Dave Dolly McCollum? not worried about them. <laughs> and you know what, though? One thing, one thing with Portland, intrigues me, and we're talking about this today on eighty five seventy Game. Portland likes to roll out that lineup with Shabazz Napier, McCollum, oh, Dave Willard. Right? The three-guard lineup. I would love to see Quinn Cook, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson go up against that. Th- oh, you want to roll out three guards like this? Here's my three guards. Kirk just rolling out Cook, Curry, and Klay Thompson and just roasting them. So... You know, Portland, it's the same old song, man. They'll beat them in five games. I mean, maybe the most intriguing thing about that series is that we could all fly up to Portland. It's a short flight. I love Portland. (laughs) It's a city. Take over the motor center and then come back to the Bay. Um, That's the only (laughs) intriguing thing. There's nothing else. Like, do you guys want to see San Antonio in the second round? Hell no. Nobody wants to see that. I mean, they're short-handed. This year's team, yes, LaMarcus Aldridge is playing out of his mind right now. I get it. But they're so damn dull. Do we really want to just walk through? No. We want Houston right away. Like, how about how about the NBA to say, you know what, we're going to cancel the first <laughs> and second round. We're going to we'll just let these guys get rest, and we'll see you guys in the Western Conference Finals for Houston and uh, and the Go to State Warriors. But then, how about this, fellas? I know I'm talking here, but Houston, are they a lot to make the Western Conference Finals? <laughs> are they are they seriously a lot to make the Western Conference Finals? We're a little worried about them. sams thoughts. I um. I
2: kind of didn't think they were, but considering the state of the West, I think the West is just in general overrated. No, the East sucks, but, um, <laughs> okay. Okay. See, I still kind of feel like they have a gear they can get to just because of how much talent they have. Right. right. Like they're a mess. They're never going to maximize their talent, but on any given night, if they do find a way to get PG and Russ rolling at the same time and Stephen Adams doing his thing, they're a dangerous team. um, uh, the Spurs are just like if Kawhi came back, that would be interesting, but he's not coming back. And if he does come back at this point, like he's not going to be Kawhi. Yeah. So I, I just don't know. Like Utah, I'm not. Their best player is a rookie. Let's let's like yeah. I, maybe okay, maybe go It's it, go Gobert. Gobert. OK, yeah. Sorry. Their offense is built around a rookie. Right. I, as right. great as Gobert is like, come on, man.
3: What is he doing offensively? Yeah, he's not creating his own shots. I mean, yeah, he's he's solid. I mean, he's he's a game
2: but, changer on defense. Right. But yeah, it's, it's like they, you have to score at some point. So, right. and, and I'm not, and it's not going to be Rubio and Inglis all day, as much yeah, as not, as much <laughs> as it has been against like the Warriors on random nights.
3: But right, I I was intrigued with Minnesota and Jimmy Butler, but obviously with the with yeah, that the would minutes, actually be the intrigued.
2: one I'd be most intrigued right. about because I think Jimmy might come back. And right. look and look like himself. Like he's obviously going to come back. It's a question of how he looks. Right. Um, yeah.
3: And, and they got a fun young team. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns getting his first taste of the playoffs, and Andrew Wiggins, who I think is a bit overrated. Never liked Wiggins. How you guys feel about Wiggins? i i remember, <laughs> even at Kansas, man. I've never, I've never really been a fan of his game. Sure, he could. He could Wiggins, Wiggins planted, is but...
2: Wiggins is a Harrison Barnes. He's a Rudy Gay. He's like it's just yeah. So so he puts <laughs> up twenty points a game. Like it's it's just so.
1: It's empty. It's empty. It's not much much going on. I don't think, but
2: I do think towns. Towns has a good chance to be one of those dudes who has a breakout playoffs. Because when I watch him, like obviously he's super talented, but he kind of has those moments where he's in and out of the game. And usually in the playoffs, guys like that just go with the just max effort. So I could see him being a problem.
3: Yeah. No, I'm with you with the Western Conference being a bit overrated. It's been fun watching the bottom of the steady and these guys battle it out. And I think the NBA as a whole, I mean, look, the, the ball, I thought since the all-star break, they've been playing at a high level, all these teams, except for the teams, of course, that are taking. But you're right, man. Like it, it, Nothing intrigues me here. The only thing I want is Houston, because a lot of talk coming in from Houston. I mean, just two years in a row, and Andy, you go to the games all the time, Sam. I know you got the baller seat, so you're at the game. Yes, sir. But Andy goes in the locker room, and I always go into the visitor's locker room for the most part. And I remember last season, Darryl Mori when they beat the Warriors in double overtime, Darryl Mori was in the locker room, fist pumping so emphatically. <laughs> it was Tiger Woods on steroids. Those, those type of fist points. It was like, he was just, yeah, yeah. And then this year, we see the owner. We see him run on the court. Like, they celebrated Like, oh, man, it is so funny. And then Mike D'Antoni, he takes his little cheap shots at the Warriors. So, I, I, you know, I don't hate Houston. They're so petty, and I don't blame them for being petty. But, man. It, it, I almost feel bad for them. What's about to come to them in the Western. Well, and, there's,
2: and there's the Chris ball factor, which oh, it's yeah. kind of got like brushed over over the last couple of years. Cause the Warriors have just destroyed the Clippers, but he, he hates the fact that people think Steph is better than him. Like his whole life, he'd been better than Steph. And then just like four <laughs> years ago, Steph breaks out
3: and it, it, it eats him. It's very obvious. Oh, there's no doubt. Westbrook too. Like I mean, I got, I got some folks, uh, <laughs> I got a buddy who works at the Thunder franchise. I'll just say that. And, he, you know, he kind of updated me on the little fiasco with Russell Westbrook in the locker room. And it, he actually hit me up a week ago and just telling me how much OKC and Russell Westbrook despises to go to State Warriors. And I think it's that jealousy of Steph Curry because he's, let's be honest, man, Steph Curry's some six 6'3 guy with some handles who's just hitting threes in people's faces. Like no human being that size. When you think about all the athletes in the NBA, all the – the, the, the super freaks I, I like to say like LeBron James and the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo and you know, all these guys with the muscles and you see the veins popping out and there's this kid named Steph Curry who looks like he hasn't lifted a weight his whole life so these these point guards they can't stand them man it, just, it is hilarious how petty they are when it comes to Steph Curry when you see what Steph Curry does off the court you see what he does on the court and yes he's arrogant but he's one of the most humble arrogant superstars if that makes any sense I've ever seen in my life so Uh, It it is fascinating to see how much how much jealousy these point guards have
1: uh, against Steph Curry. It is always interesting, too, that Steph doesn't respond to the criticism, uh, which is always fun Um, just to say because it feels like he's more secure about it himself. He obviously reads it. We know that. Um, But he doesn't respond to it, at least not directly. Um, so that's always interesting. It segues into the next topic that I was going to get into, which is someone that does read everything and responds directly, uh, <laughs> Kevin Durant. Um, so, so he, he went on, he went on Simmons podcast and he did a couple interviews with Slater, um, on some fun stuff. Basically blog boys is what he came up with. So I'm going to read, I'm going to read the quote and I'm going to get your thoughts. Cause, uh, this is always interesting for, for KD. So his quote is, uh, can I make a PSA real quick? All, you, all your blog boys and your fanboys, that's going to use everything I say and create an article, watch a basketball game. How about you write that? And then he goes on and on, on, on about how we should watch, ba- or I say we because I blog, but how <laughs> people should watch basketball games, enjoy the game, start worrying about him so much, blah, 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 blah. So, always an interesting. Uh, I don't think that Warriors fans necessarily agree with him. I do think that Warriors fans, given that KD is on their team, he's won a Finals oh, MVP, won a title, that they bear with it just because it's funny. It's just like, hey, I mean, like that's, you know, that's KD. It's not like right. oh, that's my that's my man's KD. It's just more like, oh, that's KD. Like right. that's him. That's what he does. Right. So it's always interesting because that's that's how he is, and none of the other Warriors are kind of like that. Steph, uh, Clay. Uh, well, Draymond, kind of, but and I guess Draymond and Katie kind of roll off on each other. But it, it is interesting, just just because he kind of seemed to want to go at it. When to be so, honest, Katie really hasn't received much criticism this year. Nobody's really talking
3: about him in a bad like all way. all the criticism
2: really is based off of him putting a foot in his mouth
3: every right. now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, like we're here in this Bay Area bubble, so we're we're cool with Katie because we're like, look, we understand he's one of the two or three best players in the world. Uh, he, he's on the Go to State Warriors. We're not. We, we I remember the whole Fourth of July thing, that whole weekend where everybody's tweeting and retweeting his old tweets. we Warrior fans. Give KD a pass. They give him pass for all this stuff. It, there's some strange behavior, but I think Warrior fans are not going <laughs> to yeah on it because they're like you know what he can opt out and he can go somewhere else next season. Yeah, uh, we want him on our team. We love having KD here. But nationally, when I read the national news, they seem to not they don't hold anything back when it comes to KD. They they think he's sensitive. Uh, they think he's a coward. They think he's a traitor. There's not a week that goes by when somebody from the East Coast or one of my buddies from the Midwest or whatnot i be like, man, how can you even support that dude? He's a traitor, bro. He left and this and that. And I, I got no problem. He exercises right to uh, to leave Oklahoma City. By the way, who wants to live in Oklahoma City? Like, who wants to play there? <laughs> think, about, think about Russell Westbrook and them tonight. Like, they just got beat by the Warriors who were shorthanded. And they're like, you know what? We want to go drink our sorrows away. Well, we're in Oklahoma City. <laughs> are we really going to turn up in Oklahoma City? There's, like, two <laughs> clubs out there, bro. There's, like, five bars. There's ten streetlights. I mean, come on, man. So people are still holding that against KD, But the whole blog boy thing, it's just, why? You know what I mean? You don't, need, yeah. like, you don't need to. You're Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Like, for the longest time, when LeBron James would respond to critics and after the finals, when he told people, oh, what was that, after the Mavericks uh, series when they lost uh, the Miami Heat? Is said, my oh, life's
2: you tell- great, you guys are... My life's that great. You're great guys, life.
3: look, right. great right? You go, go back your to your dreams. sad lives or whatever. Right. So. Go back to your sad life. Like us blog boys, we have sad lives. Let, let's be honest. Like we don't make any money. We're we're broke here in San Francisco. Like I work <laughs> in radio. Andy's blogging. I mean, Sam. I don't know what you do, but I mean, look. look, look. Uh, it, it, it is fascinating to see. Like you just don't have to. Why not just be like a Buster Posey or like or just cross sports like where Brady don't never say anything like LeBron James has even kind of kept it cool, even though his Instagram posts are a little cryptic. It's like, all right, LeBron, we get it. You want to write an essay on Instagram? Do you, bro? But I just don't get why Katie needs to say things like that. Like, look, yeah, it's, it's gonna actually like since Le- gonna since
2: LeBron stopped responding to it. His public approval ratings have just gone through the roof, right? Like right. since he stopped like acknowledging people having issues with him, everything's been cool. He just right. kind of pulls off his little cocky act, and, and rightfully because he's amazing. Right. But it's it, there's just double there's, down. Yeah, there's no upside to being the sensitive superstar. There just isn't. I don't. I don't it know can, what it, it is about this. space. Cool.
3: You know what? It's funny. I walked up on him in the locker room before a game last week and we're talking baseball we're, he's a big nationals fan and we're talking bryce harper and baseball contracts and kb is really down to earth he's really cool i don't know what side of him like you know it's like he wants to be accepted so bad as his good guy like you're always going to have haters like all three of us we have haters whether we like it or not everybody's not gonna like us that's just the way this world is everybody's gonna have their they, they want their own flavor Uh, not everybody's going to be a Kevin Durant fan. So I think he just takes that so personal because he wants to be accepted on that level. Like LeBron James, he wants to be right there. You know, when we talk about who the best players in the world are, it's always a debate of Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, and LeBron James. Uh, And he wants to be, who cares? Like you got all these millions (laughs) in the bank. You're one of the best players out there. Uh, You know, it's, And I I feel like
2: the other part of it, which I think he's really oblivious towards, like he seems to want that respect that LeBron now has that Kobe Bryant has. And he just completely glosses over the part where like they had irrational haters for so long, like well, like well beyond the point where they deserved it. Like people were still hating on LeBron and Kobe after they won multiple rings saying like, Oh, they're not that good. They're not as good as they, you know, they think they are like, it's, it's just kind of, it's kind of the way it goes. And then at a certain point it gets to a point of like where it's beyond reproach and everyone just kind of accepts it. It always, it always plays out the same way. It happens when a guy's like 33, I don't know, 34, something like that, where all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, think about what he really did over the last 15 years. And the, yeah. and the hate just kind of goes away. Like we've even seen it with like, I mean, you can take it across any sport. You know, you, you saw it with like Derek Jeter. You saw it with with uh, Brady. It, it just, it just, right. it's always the same thing.
3: Yeah, right. it, it is. I don't, I don't get like Kevin Durant. I, I just don't get it sometimes, man. It's like, bro, you're in the Bay. You're living in the Bay. You're playing on the world championship team. You just won your first championship. You won the finals MVP. You have MVP medals. You got all the money in the world. You're doing all these great things for PG County, giving them $10 million. The University of Texas, you're giving them millions of dollars. Uh, You're helping out kids all over. Like, there's no no reason to just rip Blog Boys. Yes, there are some blogs that are just terrible out there. I get it. There's some bad columns. Sometimes I write a bad column, whether I want to admit it or not. I'm like, man, did I really write that? Did I already say that? That was my take. I mean, it happens. But just to say, hey, Blog Boys, y'all don't know anything because y'all don't play basketball. Look, we just don't play basketball on that level. We've been playing basketball our whole lives. We just, we're just we not as good as you, KD. So, yeah, there was going to be <laughs> language in the NBA in a game. Like I, I, I've tried to sit in on practices when I used to cover City College in San Francisco. And I still like when they call plays and stuff like that. Okay, what do you do here? What do you do here? We try to learn it. But, you know, there's go rip guys who are trying to go out there and do their job. That You know, half the bloggers are not even making money. They're just doing it because they love it. So it, it just doesn't make any sense with KD. Uh, sometimes when he just says i'm like kd you can just chill you're fine no need to even go that route <laughs>
1: no that's a, that's a hell of a take so uh, i mean that's good that's that's one of the kd things where it gets weird we'll see where it goes from here because i almost I mean, feel Gigi it's because L- there's
2: been no adversity with the warriors since he's come like let, let's be real they ran <laughs> through the playoffs last year this year they've gone through a little adversity with injuries but there's been no consequence for it like who who really cares that they're only going to go sixty and twenty two this year, right? Yeah,
4: like they're
2: only. Yeah, they haven't actually been in a real playoff series since KD's been here, so it, it's it's almost it almost comes across as like board manufactured drama.
3: <laughs> yeah, you like, know, another thing. Do you guys think? I mean, you guys got a good feel on the Warriors fan base, and obviously this is Steph's team. Uh, there's no doubt, Warrior fans are in love with Steph Curry. He'll always be numero uno. But do you think Kevin Durant is there I, I don't want to say there's any jealousy like that, but do you think Warrior fans accept Kevin Durant or they will they ever accept Kevin Durant? I'm not saying on the level of Kevin of uh, Stephen Curry, but maybe even a Klay Thompson, because Warrior fans love Klay Thompson. They love Draymond Green, you know, they love so, Leon Barbosa, they love most things. So I how do you I'm, think Warrior fans I've talked really about, about KD?
2: I've talked about this with Andy. Um objectively, I don't know a single Warrior fan who doesn't think KD's an amazing player, but he hasn't had that moment that any of those guys have had like yeah. you remember clay winning game six against okc when the warriors right. should have lost he right. hasn't like he yes he hit the game big, three nba finals yeah maybe. but they were up two 0 he yeah. hasn't had a moment where he's quote unquote pulled them out of what should have been a dire situation like steph has had those clay has had those draymond's had those um In different ways, since KD's been here, the Warriors have faced no adversity. They haven't gone down in a playoff series. They haven't. They haven't even come close to going down a playoff series. Like what's going to get KD that kind of reverence with the fan base is going to be if Houston goes up two zero or two one. Hell, just two one, and then KD plays out of his mind to turn the series. That'll be the thing that like those those moments because like. He's he, he didn't he didn't lift the franchise from mediocre to good, and he didn't necessarily. And they just haven't faced anything since he's been here.
1: No, yeah. he'll, so what, what's going to happen is he'll get them from great to the greatest. So it's going to be one title that they won without him, and then he, and then three later, you know, after you win the next two or three, that's when he'll be on the same level as everyone else. He'll be known as the guy that that brought this team from. Hey, they could have been a one or two title team. Instead, KD became the, the guy that made the Warriors a five-title team. Like, and that, and, that'll, get, and yeah, that'll come with moments.
2: That'll come with yeah. a, a game yeah. against a team that could beat them, that should beat them. Be down he three, just two. has to take over.
1: Yeah. you know, right? They'll be down 3-2, and they'll win, and vice and versa, right? Stuff will like, do the same, et cetera, think, et cetera. I don't think Miami so. really loved LeBron. Uh,
3: yeah, they didn't love LeBron call.
2: more than they loved Wade until LeBron you know, took down Boston and had those – playoff moment like where, six, he so, where he was I just so greatest where he was just so object yeah. like there there was there's n- no way you could argue they would win without him like right now warrior fans are still thinking well we wouldn't have gone 16 and one without kd but we could have gone 16 and five and one of right. just stuff right like yeah, they, there and, needs and, to be that moment where it's like kd is the reason
3: yeah and, and there's no doubt it's like warrior fans still in the back like me uh will say man if harrison barnes can go five for 32 in the last three games into the 2016 nba finals the warriors are going back to back and who knows if KD even comes so it's almost yeah well if Bogut if
2: doesn't get hurt they right. probably Bogey still doesn't him. get hurt yeah if steph iguodala never gets hurt yeah
3: Igadala yeah, iguodala doesn't become this crippled old man with the back injury i mean it so many things had to go right for cleveland <laughs> but you're right man KD needs that moment i thought he was close with the game three because that essentially <laughs> clinched the nba finals and he had a terrific nba finals he was he was on fire i mean he was hitting everything he was taking it to lebron <laughs> Well, you're right, man. Like, that, I didn't think about the Miami thing where, yeah, they were down 3-2 against the Celtics. He goes into the Boston Garden and, and lights it up. Uh, the series against the Spurs where game six. They're down, what, 10-11 going into the fourth? There's no-headband game. Yeah, and exactly. We're like, wait, who is that guy out there beasting? Like, That's LeBron <laughs> without a headband? What the hell? And he goes in and, of course, has a great game seven. So you're right because I, I I do wonder how Miami fans – Felt after he blew it against the Dallas Mavericks, they probably were just like, "Man, why do we got this guy?" <laughs> you know, like it, it, that is a good call there. And I don't know, like it, to be honest, guys, I don't know if the Warriors are going to ever be down in the series. I don't know if they're going you know? like, <laughs> to. It might. It down. might not be. The, it going might not on, be
2: this man. year, but it's going to happen. Like,
1: it's going to happen. It, it might be like three years from now. That's the thing. <laughs> Two, three. It might. It might be Chase Center Warriors. Like Chase Center Warriors. But <laughs> <it> I
2: kind of <laughs> do feel like those are the moments that. um of define a legacy like jordan everyone remembers jordan uh against utah you know pushing off against russell right um and that's because they were not the better team utah was the better team then, like but but objectively jordan during the first three pete was so much better than everyone else that it, it looked too easy it was yeah. it was only when it was like they shouldn't win and he essentially stole a ring that you know it elevated him to the all-time like untouchable level. You can even say the same thing with LeBron. Like everything he did prior to 2016 was amazing, but 16 is what sealed his legacy.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah 16 yeah. was was everything. Yeah, but but he, he, he to, don't like, gotta he, do anything no more. Like yeah. he can just and he knows that. He knows like 16 was all he needed to do and now all he does is act like he go, he can retire and take care of his kids. Like nothing is about basketball Which anymore. is funny be because like in like 2012
2: he was just objectively a better player than he was in 16. You know, like and he should have been. He was what
1: 28 in his prime.
3: Right, right. But, no, there's no doubt. Yeah, you but hey, about yo, listen.
1: But 2012 LeBron doesn't doesn't step over Draymond and get him to punch his dick and get him to spend it. 2012 <laughs> LeBron. Ain't that smart. Right? That, That's smart. That's that ain't 2012. That's 2016 LeBron right there.
3: Oh, man, that, that LeBron right there, man, when he teabagged and he ran with the Clay Thompson quote, and then Legend. I mean, it was legend. It was legendary. He clinched it. I mean, it, it sealed his legacy. Yep. He brought yep. a title to a town. Cleveland, when the last time they had a championship? What, 1954 with the Browns or something like that? I, I don't know. It was that's a lot of times Miami the Browns before. won a game. That's <laughs> right. Said, World I mean, War II. Right. You know, it, it was bad. So to bring that championship to Cleveland, yeah, he's validated. He could go anywhere right now. Like, when he goes to free going to free agency this offseason, like, he's going to be able to do whatever the hell he wants to do. Like, everybody's going to rap on his finals record or whatnot. But look at Jerry West. He's the logo. The logo of the NBA won one championship. He lost, like, what, seven finals Sam? Like, he was, like, one one for seven in the finals. The logo Sheesh. of the NBA. So, right, right, right. You know, like, everybody puts so much stock about being undefeated. What Jordan did was an anomaly. Like, the goal 6-0 in the finals, like, Magic lost finals. Bird lost finals. I mean, Hakeem lost the finals. I mean, it happens, man. It's, it's playing basketball at the highest level. You're not going to win every time. But even the Warriors lost a fluke NBA championship. So I don't put too much stock <laughs> into <of> the <laughs> finals record. Um, you know, I do. But however, I will say this: I cannot go without saying this. That Cleveland championship, as much as it, as much as it validated uh, LeBron James, I still put an asterisk on that bad boy, man, because that series was over, fellas. You guys, you guys all know it. It was over in five. Cleveland was done. And then, of course, Steve Curry in game five when we played 10 guys in the first quarter and roll out Andy Anderson, Yo, the, hey, out. the rest is his history. Bonte, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. No, 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 no. no.
1: We're not going to talk about 2016. All right. I'm we sorry. Not gonna, I'm sorry. <laughs> guys. I'm sorry. I, I still got it in my system, man. It, it, we, yeah, no, 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 no. And we, I just
2: hey. I just let it go. That's the thing. I just I just accept it. I was like, you know what? This yeah, Warriors you team- accept it because KD
1: is here. You know what I mean? Right. Like that, Well, that's yes, how but I accept it
2: <laughs> because I think the Warriors are going to win a lot more. And right, right, right. and you know like, let let them as she likes to say it's like a tax donation you know
3: <laughs> right. it's, it's a write it's a off I know right? it's a off <laughs> thank you Harrison Bars for uh, saying no to sixty four million thank you yeah. so much <laughs> AC. thank you very much.
1: <laughs> uh, that's good well I got we got one more I'm gonna switch gears real quick because you uh, Bonte you got a radio show this is good for you so me and Sam you come up to me and all the time and you're like yo. I wish I was as confident as you guys in the Warriors, right? And I'm always like, like that's how I really feel. Like ever since you know, ever since Steph is MVP, Steph, I'm like, you know, there's nothing I can beat this team outside of the the fluky shit. So I want you to give me the fan base temperatures because there are guys on Twitter. Twitter is not everyone. Twitter is actually like a minority of people. Yeah, me, Sam, a couple of these other goons online are all about the Warriors, (laughs) five titles, six titles. Right? They're never gonna. Not, not seven, half- not eight.
3: This great. Right. <laughs> right. yeah. Hey, Sam, Andy's so common, confident, though? man. This dude, Andy, walks into Oracle Arena with white pants on. He'll walk oh, I've seen, I've seen him. I usually,
2: I usually meet him at halftime, and I'm just, I'm, I just shake my head at whatever dude, he's got I, going on.
3: I, <laughs> dude, I wish I had that. That's that low high school confidence right there. Like, <laughs> he just walks into the gym like, oh, yeah, we got the best team. This is all. Even when OKC blew him out February 6th, Andy was like, oh, this is going to be a blowout. This is going to be so fun. I'm like, bro, how can you think like that, man? <laughs> What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to t- I want you to tell me if
1: that's uh if that's the same across fans that call into to the radio because those those are fans that's everyone that's a lot more people than just us. Yeah. So is that normal? Is that something that's
3: that's just us? Like what is what is uh, the you know yeah. what? Believe it or not, with radio, I feel like fans panic more. They call. They listen to the show for the voice. They want us to be the voice of reason. They want us to, like, calm everybody down and walk them off the ledge. Uh, what I see on the text line, I see some people saying this ain't the Warriors' year. They're going to lose in the second round. There's some people <laughs> confident. And there's, like, 415 area codes that are like the Warriors are losing to OKC in the first round. Or they're losing in the first round. This just isn't huh. the year. KD is huh. soft. Clay D is is uh, – Draymond's getting old. I mean, the fan base radio-wise, I mean, my I'm, I'm, I'm guy Darryl DeGroove Johnson, all right, he comes out with some hot takes. I got to <laughs> deal with him every day. There's panic in it. Oh, man. The Warriors could be down 20 in the second quarter. Oh, for example, they're down 14 against Phoenix. Oh, man, B. What's going on, man? I thought they flipped the switch. (laughs) What's going on, my guru? It's the second quarter. Relax. It's going to be all right. Um, But I feel like in radio, a lot more fans panic. Like, Twitter, there's a lot more confidence. Like, I see a lot of more, I, I see a lot more arrogance on Twitter from Warrior fans, or just from NBA fans in general, but more specifically, Warrior fans. Warrior fans don't yeah, they'll go. They'll get arrogant, and then of course you got your some. You got some warrior fans who, are, oh, Steve Kerr, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Steve, you sucker. Yeah. There's a bunch.
2: of You know, there's a bunch of really highly qualified coaches on Twitter
3: right now. <laughs> yes, <there laughs> is a lot of armchair GMs, armchair GMs. I like to call them. So you get a lot of that on the radio too. Like the, the negative stuff. It's all. I, I try not to read the text lines sometimes, man. But then I look at it, and I'm just like, man, somebody actually really formulated that text. That's amazing. Like, how could you even think like that? But you know, to, to, to get to your point, uh, Andy, to your question, uh, to answer the question, there's no doubt, like, radio radio fans, I think they panic. They think of the worst, man. They, it, day by day. I mean, it, it is <laughs> – they're not as bad as Giants fans, Warrior fans, that is. They're not as bad as Giants fans, but – Man, they—they are. Sometimes you just like, man, did you really just say that? Like, you really don't believe this team is gonna be like okay? You don't think they're gonna just flip the switch in the playoffs? You don't think they know how to play basketball? You think they just forgot how to play defense? You you think they forgot how to make shots? This team is super talented. I mean, (laughs) it's super talented with the core four, and then you got the three wise men off the bench. Iguodala. Remember everybody? And and, that segue over to Iguodala for a second. Remember everybody was freaking out about Iguodala? Remember that?
1: Like yeah, that was
3: that – was, uh, was, it was one of the
1: things where you kind of know it's coming. And it's it's annoying because the season is 82 games, so people don't care about that. It's 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 just more fun and more reactionary just to have takes after each particular game. If you yeah. didn't watch a game for the first 30 games and you just plopped in midseason, that's how you should w- be watching these Warriors. And teams yeah. like them, like the Spurs, like the Cavs, right? And just plop in midseason. Like there's really – there truly is no point but if you're going to watch it, it's kind of human instinct, right? You kind of, yeah. if you're watching the games, you got right. no choice, but to be like, I mean, it does look like shit in November. What are and you they're
2: a victim of their own success. Like how could yeah. you watch the last three years and not like, be like, what is this team? So it's, it's a oh, little yeah. bit of like, it's a little bit of being spoiled forgetting yep. forgetting yep. what the season's really like, which is long. Yep. And everyone has ups and downs in it and no one's consistent. Cause like, Everyone, you know, the last three years, we we essentially watched a team that, like, the worst thing they had going for them was like two bad games in a row. <laughs> right?
3: Yeah. No, no that's true. true. Yeah. You're right. We're spoiled because they play basketball in the way that we've never seen. It's the perfect way, and it's kind of ruined. Sometimes it ruins basketball for me. Like when I watch another NBA game, and I'm like, so like I think since the All Star break, I think these games have played. I think the NBA has been dynamic. And I probably haven't watched. I remember I used to be a big college basketball fan. I can't even watch it anymore. It's brutal to watch. It's too slow. It, the zone, D, it's just awful. Um, but the Warriors, the way they play, they've broken basketball. Like we've seen it played. Like what team has played it better? Like those Celtics teams in the 80s, going back and watching them the way they pass, it's reminiscent of these Golden state Warriors teams. Uh, the Showtime Lakers, the way they passed the rock, the shooting displays. I mean, from everything from the pregame warmups. To post-game, we are seeing basketball at the highest level. We'll never see it like this again, unfortunately. And we have been spoiled. And I just sometimes have to remind myself, if I start getting off on hot takes, like, oh, I'm worried about this, or I'm worried about that, um, I have to remind myself of what happened, what transpired before Steph, what transpired before the Warriors (laughs) got Steph and Clay and Draymond. The Warriors were never on national TV. They were never on the NBA, on NBC game, or the ABC game, or –
2: you know they yeah, were. We were like, ranting about, about Monte not getting his due to be the twelfth All Star. Yeah, right, the yeah, all-star. we were like, a Monte's right, not
3: right. We were going crazy. How can Monte get snubbed, man? Like, why? We got Monte Ellis talking about he's the second best player in the league, and we're fighting for Monte Ellis. That's where we were. So I had to check myself sometimes and be like, you know what? I'm acting like a little spoiled right right now. This team is really good. Like Sam said earlier in the podcast, they've just slept walk their way through 57 wins. I mean, it, it, everything is fine out here. So we got to kind of put everything in a perspective and say, look, they're not going to be perfect every night. They're not going to hit every shot. They're still a damn good basketball team. All right. That might be the way to go out. <laughs> I think that's the way to go out. Man, we're not we're not going to party or nothing, man. Where's the club <laughs> at tonight, man? It's a Taco Tuesday, bro. What's up, man?